0: Welcome to episode one of Neutral Space. If you're hearing this, take a breath, relax. My name, of course, is Burke.
1: Let's get started.
0: Today, I'm joined by longtime friend Garrett Osman.
1: Hey, how you doing there, buddy?
0: buddy. Hey, Garrett, how are you doing?
1: Really stoked to be on the podcast today. This is kind of a first for me.
0: I'm happy to have you. Garrett and I went to school together some years back and haven't lost contact quite yet. So I thought, hey, let's bring him on for episode one. What What do you think, bud?
1: I think it'll be just like old times but digitally
0: that is a really really good way to look at it why don't you start by uh just telling everyone a little bit about you
1: uh well like burke said uh i met him while i went to high school here in the midwest out here in nebraska and uh you know i wasn't certainly really predisposed to his kind of crowd i would say at first but uh I do also have to admit that it didn't take uh, much warming up at all for me to feel like I felt right in with. uh...
0: Well, I appreciate that, Garrett. Uh, What are you doing nowadays to keep busy?
1: Well, this quarantine sure has put a lull in just about everybody's world, I would say. Um, Right now, I'm I'm employed at the Plainsman, which is a a little kind of bar and restaurant in a village just south of here in Junieta, or I should say uh, west of here in Junieta. But um, currently I'm actually uh, not working I'm Unemployed So uh, just okay. just been kind of trying to pick up And put a shine to my hobbies uh, My brother and I have been trying to get into kayaking here With the weather picking up But oh, yeah. Uh, All right. yeah, yeah So uh, I mean I guess uh, I'm looking forward to get back to work here But it has been nice with the uh, lack of responsibility I will say
0: Oh, sure. A break is always nice. I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Garrett, you're, you're the kind of guy uh, that really, really likes uh, dinosaurs, which I always thought was really, really cool.
1: I would uh, why say... Why don't you tell us
0: about how do you, uh, you know, what's your favorite? What's your least favorite? How do you compare
1: them? Oof. How do I compare dinosaurs? Well, there's certainly different categories you can throw them in, and I'm certainly no paleontologist. But I have loved dinosaurs since I was a kid. So, I mean, I'd like to say I, I dabble in the, the art of, of uh, I guess, the science, if you will. Uh, sure. I, I'd have to say that... Um, I'm really not into the mainstream dinosaurs. I really like to do my research and take a look at the things that uh, we really don't have as much information on, you know? I mean, everybody knows what a T-Rex is and everybody knows, everybody loves the Velociraptor and those are very awesome creatures and they're really sweet to study and I, I think there's a reason that they're so mainstream, but at the same time, you know, there's so many of these creatures that we still have no clue or have no insight as to what their, what their actual life was like, you know? sure absolutely it certainly is a time consuming hobby but I mean for for what it's worth I'd say uh, you know it's right up there with zoology you know we take a look at uh, what earth was get a little insight on our history we may just find out a little bit more about ourselves you know
0: yeah for sure I, yeah, I agree with you there
1: maybe the cure for cancer um, oh sorry go ahead oh no
0: really really the cure for cancer
1: maybe the cure for cancer has been sitting in some dino dung this whole time you know i mean who are we to say that uh you know
0: that's an interesting sure absolutely
1: there's a lot of untapped doors there that we just really haven't broken through our glass ceiling you know we're just dumb old apes okay
0: and i mean (laughs) do you do you have any sort of ideas for uh how we would open ourselves up to more of that stuff paleontology do you have any sort of input for anybody that might be pursuing that path to, to, to improve our knowledge of, of uh, you know, the paleo the area?
1: Okay, so uh, obviously, I mean, I'm no paleontologist, so this comes with a grain of salt, if you will. But, I mean, Absolutely. I would say it's definitely within the man hours, and it's not out of reach of humanity. I mean, we've... Proven time and time again how we've been able to overcome our obstacles, not only as a species, but just as, as I guess, a race, if you will. Just, I guess that's kind of okay. in the same way, so that's, that's kind of neither here nor there. But, I mean, I would say to anyone looking to get into that kind of thing, any dinosaur aficionado, or even if you're just a kid that likes to read and see pictures of dinosaurs, I would say uh, definitely just put in the time you know, just take a few minutes to uh, study, you know, go online. The interwebs has such a good, you know, library of these kind of like catalogs and you'll never know until you find your, your uh, kind of venue for that kind of thing. And mine just so happened to be dinosaurs. One of them, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're, you're really
0: into dinosaurs. I, um, I which I, I totally respect that about you. You're, you're pretty, uh, <laughs>
1: dinosaur, that kind of stuff. I, I would say I enjoy it
0: yeah um okay so what other hobbies do you have garrett other than um dinosaurs
1: well i really like history uh especially the military aspect of things i mean the art of war and the whole uh not necessarily the book but just like the the structure of everything you'll have to excuse me here there's a train i do live in the midwest No, that's right. There, there are plenty of these holes in the heartland here so if you'll excuse me a moment
0: sure absolutely i'll take over for a little bit uh, so I actually met Garrett when I was a junior in high school. We met in anatomy class. Uh, he was, I thought at first, you know, I thought Garrett was a, a quiet guy. He didn't seem to talk very much. And then he was partnered with me for uh, for one project. And that that was literally, is, that that's all it took right there was one project. Uh, and then after that class, we found that the next day we were actually in a, another class together. We were in a cooking class called Family Foods and Society. And, you know, we went from having zero, absolutely no idea to who each other were to having two classes together, not only just having the class together, but we were paired together in both classes.
1: And I,
0: sorry, go ahead. It was, it was like that for the very, the, the whole first semester of my junior year, I was exposed to, to Garrett here.
1: And I think that's just what's so funny about it is, yes, we we probably seen each other as in the hallway. I don't know how many times, but just really had no idea of each other's existence. And then here we are with two classes together. And man, it just it just really goes to show that time flies when you're having fun.
0: No kidding, right? That that was um, what four years ago now.
1: Yeah, oh uh, five, five, my junior year. Oh no, your junior year. Your, yeah, you're your, you're you know, yeah, your junior year five. My, Four, four, rather. My junior year would be moved by. My apologies. Yes. Four years. Yeah, that is quite some time ago. That is crazy to
0: me. Yeah. Um, I actually ended up moving away two years ago, uh, right after I got done graduating. Um, and uh, things have been sort of, you know, different ever since. I live in a completely new. I imagine. Place to me. I imagine. Um, how how are you doing since since then? You know what what have you been doing ever since then?
1: I gotta say it's the same thing different day. I try to work on myself as a person, and lately it's been uh, I've been trying to really get back in touch with my spirituality. You know, I was uh, I was raised Catholic, and so I really had a I, what yeah. I feel is a really good insight into you know uh, organized faith, if you will. And um, I, re- sure. I really lost touch out of that when I got into middle school, even more so into high school. And I'm now no longer a practicing Catholic, but I, I, I like to think of myself really in touch with my spirituality. However, lately it has seemed left something for me to be desired. And I really, uh, I don't know, I'm kind of at a loss, if you will. Yeah, okay.
0: You know, I'm actually, not to take away from your point, but I'm actually really glad that you brought up spirituality. Uh, because that brings me into our next segment, which is awesome. you know spirituality. Yeah, and that's something that you're really big into. And the nights that we would like, um, like the nights that we would hang out, we would hang out all. Oh night, yeah, you know, oh yeah,
1: like, oh yeah, into the wee hours of the. Yeah. Oh yeah, always. And we would we would just
0: talk about science and where science is going and how how humanity can evolve to become something bigger than we are already. Those and what I would. Have your thoughts changed on that at all? And if they have, you know, what do you think now, uh, as opposed to
1: what you thought four years ago? I mean, I think it would have to depend on what exactly, you know, what part of science it was, per se. But, um, you know, it's crazy. I'm sure just in the past four years that things have just totally uh, escalated in terms of, you know, scientific advancement. And, you know, I, I, Absolutely. I'd I, say that's a good thing, but, you know, we're as a, as a species, we're still looking at things like cancer and, uh, you know, right. world hunger and that kind of thing. And, you know, that's really far out there. And that may be farther than the grasp of science, you know, that may tie in with hum- yeah. where human spirituality and the human condition just exactly lies, you know that's going to take more than sure absolutely than what some guy can, can t- concoct in a lab
0: yeah yep okay uh, and what do you what do you think about um space travel you know I've, I've talked to you about this a lot um and i'm sure that your thoughts have evolved or changed on that um if not you know if not more so than i'm even making it out to be um personally um, you know tell me tell me what your thoughts are on space trek.
1: so this is really cool you know you know i love star wars you know i'm into star trek and everything so uh but to, to me as a kid that was always that was that was always make-believe kind of stuff you know that was that's stuff sure. that's not humanly achievable you know your he- your head's in the clouds if you want to if you expect to be an- and that's why day. you're so into and, it
0: that, that's why you're taken aback it, way, is because it's yeah so it's there.
1: exactly and it's it's this beautiful enigma, and I, I love Star Trek's look at it, Gene Roddenberry's you know, signature saying, space, the, the final frontier. It, I mean, for all we know as humans, that really is our final frontier. I mean, um, as much as I'd love to really get into the, the maritime or the marine you know, aspect of Earth, And the fact that that is still a a vast, you know, emptiness of frontier that we have yet to, you know, pioneer, if you will. But space is totally, I would say, out of our league. That's out of our ballpark. That's not it's not even the same sport, I would say. And for for people, for other humans to um, see that and want to strive to become scientists, want to become astronomers and astronauts, I'd say is it just goes to show, you know, humans are. Uh, uh, a wonderful species, you know.
0: that's yeah, interesting, interesting. Uh, uh, I recently read a quote. Actually, it said um, humans are not afraid to stare into the you know the sky. People love looking at the stars at sure. night, but you always get a sense of anxiety when you look into the mm, deepest depths yeah, of the ocean. It
1: makes you, you feel know. very smart. Um, as
0: as a human, you're scared to be staring down into the ocean because of what lies behind. Ah, yes. But every single night we admire the infinite vastness of space without that same eye.
1: I think that's a very interesting and an excellent point to make because yeah, we we know what's in the ocean. We know there are sharks and there are fear going, you know, crack and and terrifying, all that kind of stuff. So people tend to stay away because they know. But I mean, we look into the stars and it's this beautiful art to us you know it's it's picasso it's i mean it's everything we see in our day-to-day i mean we look into our lover's eyes and we compare them to the stars you know we don't we don't we don't comprehend the fact that yeah there could be space sharks i mean there could be space krakens there's space sea monsters i mean maybe they're even maybe they even got fins
0: (laughs) yeah you never that's one of those things that uh, until you actually get to be there and see it we can only ever
1: speculate in speculation on. and
0: yeah. that is something that i find truly beautiful yeah. is is the human reflection mm-hmm. in space i would agree yeah um so how is you know how's how's everything on your end garrett uh how is i guess how how's your how's your family you know i haven't talked to them in a long time
1: i would say we are doing quite well it's I mean, now that the winter's over and we've had this awkward transition from spring to summer, I mean, the nice weather has really brought us out. I mean, we can't really do all that much with the quarantine, but it, I mean, it has, if anything, brought us together. And uh, I don't know if uh, your dad told you, but I was talking to him the other day and uh, my cousin from California back out in the desert uh, flew out here and is living with us now. Yeah. Oh, really? No, I was I was not yeah.
0: told that. I'll have to
1: talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. It's uh it's been really awesome to see him. I haven't I haven't seen him since the last time I was out there back back in the desert, but um you know, we I grew up with him as a kid and he was kind of I would say probably one of my first like brother figures if you will, like big brother figures, even though he's my cousin, if that makes sense. I didn't have any, you know, big brothers in my family, you know. I was the big brother. Absolutely. So that can be
0: kind of a uh, I know but...
1: that right,
0: go ahead. Fa- fa- family means a lot to everybody you know yeah everybody but for you I feel like even more so for you you know every every time that we were um, together you'd be checking in on your mom or you'd be wanting to go and uh, see how your dad was doing or anything like that and I I really realized in that moment just how important family is to you.
1: And yeah, I would I would totally agree with that and I think it's it's because of of my friends and the the fact that the I've seen their relationship with their parents and their families and at times it can leave me, you know, kind of distraught, you know, to see that my friends have this Kind of relationship with my parents, but at the same time, you know, I I'm not about that. I don't I don't know. I don't have an insight on what their, you know, day to day life is like and everything. And I I just know that I've been with my folks since day one, and I, I know uh, they may not be my folks may be divorced, but that's still you know family has never been important to me. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, Garrett, I do have to ask the question that everybody always asks when the, the topic yes. of family is brought up nature or nurture. Hmm.
1: This is a, a very interesting topic and I feel like it leads people to be very irritable, but I think
0: yeah, depending
1: absolutely. on what application is being used of this theory, um, I think it can be either. I think it could be a sign of something that's innate. That's in us. Or uh, it's something that has to be learned, rather it's something more along the lines of a moral compass.
0: Okay. Now, would you agree with the statement that you can be whoever you are up until like a certain moment when you have to put your foot down and say, "Okay, like this is who I need to be now." Would you agree
1: that? So, like I would, I would. Is yes, I, I would I would paraphrase yeah, go that and I would say you can pretend to be someone you're not until a certain point and you have to put your foot down and you have to be the person you are. So you can And okay. yes, that's that's what I would say.
0: Okay. And so what are on the topic of humanity now here? <laughs> what are some things that you've maybe done in the past or said in the past to somebody or to help somebody that you're thankful for like
1: today. Oof. Boy, this is going to be a real like insight on how bad of a person I am. Cause I'm really going to have to recollect here and think of something that it's like, <laughs> 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 I-, I could tell you a good practical joke that has still paid me dividends to this day. But if it came to someone that I actually helped, please, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, it- I mean, I-, I could tell you a, a good practical yeah, joke that I've played. Um, off the top of my head i once pushed my dad on the top we were of a haystack ride and uh, he broke his tailbone and it still makes a good joke today yeah oh. that's a real good practical joke that still leaves a good taste in my mouth today haha but <laughs> if i mean when it comes to helping people that that's a whole different different game to, in all seriousness because that that leaves that builds more Absolutely. character than any other ha joke ever will. I mean, for me, uh, yeah. I think my favorite aspect of humanity would be humor. Like, that's how I get through just about anything. I mean, when I'm sad, I got a joke. When I'm happy, I got a joke. When I'm pissed, hey, I, I got a, I got this fucking joke. But... Um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's just me. Um, as as the love languages go, I think the same can be said about you know people that help other people. Rather, I mean, people's people become doctors. People become you know gym junkies, gym personal trainers, if you will. People become firemen. People become police officers. People join. The armed some people become some people podcasters. become podcasters and yeah, really leave their mark on the, the <laughs> urban world as we know it. Yeah. Well, what are, what are you, well, I, I
0: know we've had this conversation before, but what, where do you, where do you see yourself? You know, let's say in 15 years, where, where would you want to be in, in 15,
1: 15 years? years? I would love to see myself settled, settled somewhere, I would like to say, with a home for my mother, you know, so I can still have that good smell of her home cooking in the house and, you know, just be, be close to family, you know, if you will. Oh. You know, that's, that's you know this is you <laughs> that's uh it's i guess it's a goal for a lot of people you know if they can you know get get a good revenue coming in a good good source of income first thing on the list is to buy your mom a house you know and that yeah that that's one of those yeah things.
0: it absolutely yeah. carries over to everybody i remember when i was super young telling oh, my yeah. mom that i wanted to build oh, her yeah. the perfect house it was going to oh, be a yeah. circular house yeah, I feel like everybody's done that before. Do you think that it's more important to reinforce um attitude with positive behavior? I mean, uh, positive reinforcement? Uh, yes. Commendment like um, yes. you know, you know, I mean, yeah, positive reinforcement or do you think that sometimes negative
1: reinforcement is also okay? So, People are different and people have different upbringings and had different figures that had different uh, influences on their life. I feel like I was lucky enough to have, you know, it was just the situation. I didn't have my mom in uh, as much of my upbringing as I would have liked to have. But at the same time, I would say it was a blessing in disguise because it, it made me kind of want to recognize and idolize my dad you know and having him as a father figure I really wanted to have that um I guess to tie into negative and positive reinforcement I got more of uh an effect I would say from negative reinforcement from my father you know him telling me not to do something or when I would screw up him leaving those remarks would leave leave a remark on me not in a negative way necessarily but in a way I would remember you know to teach me the lesson he was trying to convey but it was also it also um, made the positive reinforcement he left all that much more important. Uh, My dad told me a story uh, when I was very young about how his father before him never never once told him like physically that or audibly i should say that he had loved him but my my father always okay. knew always like never had a doubt in his mind that his father loved him because his that's just the way he was up brought and just okay, the way yeah. his dad just never happened to have that well I, I guess should say his dad had that traditional value to where yeah it wasn't that love language he didn't visually or audibly i say um convey that he loved him he just showed it through his actions and um that really had an impact on me i would say as a as a young kid and what how i saw you know how people treated each other
0: interesting okay so that, th- what your dad mm-hmm. said to you has stuck yes. to you then ever since
1: through negative through both negative reinforcement yeah. and positive I- reinforcement i will say to to put a, a point on sure. your question um I always feel, will always feel that um, the positive reinforcement will always outweigh that that negative reinforcement. I will always commend and remember the positive things over the, you know, the nitpick and the uh, not so hunky-dory, if you will.
0: I would agree, yeah. I have a story, I don't know if I've actually told you this story before. I had a it uh-huh. felt like a fever dream at the time um i was in i was probably probably my senior year um i i was just waking up this was probably about 4:30 a.m. couldn't go back to yes, sleep yes. You, you know me i have pretty bad insomnia um i couldn't go back to sleep so i decided i'm going to take a walk so i went outside it was pretty cold so i grabbed a jacket and went out uh, I was taking this walk and I just I can't remember for the life of me even to this day like, <laughs> the route that I took or anything like that I just remember I was walking and behind me I heard a the, like a small jingling sure. of a bell right and I thought no better stressful morning than like a little puppy like oh, imagine yeah. a little puppy was behind me and I turned I turned around not to see a puppy but this tiny, Aww. tiny little kitten, long-haired kitten, <clears throat> had a collar on, no, but the bell was jingling, just a tiny kitten wanting, wanting some <laughs> sort of attention from somebody. Um, and mind you, it's, almost, it's, it's pitch dark, you know? So I pick up this little kitten, I put on my flashlight, and the collar leads me to this address, and... Uh, as I'm taking the kitten there like it, it's she, it's falling asleep in my arms like it's not awake while I'm walking to this house and I knock on the door that the address is and the sweet tiny frail old lady answers the door and she says oh I've been looking for him everywhere and she she takes him from me and she offers me inside and I said well I, I gotta go you know get ready for school and she said oh just come inside I'll uh, make you some coffee and I said Okay, all right, I'll do that. So as I was joining her inside, I didn't feel like afraid or nervous or anything. I just sure. felt very safe. Um, she brings me this coffee. We're drinking this coffee for maybe 10 minutes. She's petting her cat. Um, she's just talking to me about life, telling me a bunch of life stories. And she gets up. She takes my cup. She hands me $10 and she says, just because you can't reach her doesn't mean that you can't reach somebody else. And then she closed the door, and I went back home, and I went to school that day. And I didn't think about it for a really long time after that, maybe a week, two weeks. Uh, Just didn't think about it. Uh Was I awake? Was I dreaming? Whatever. It wasn't until I was actually with you walking home that I saw her house again. And the day after that, I went to her house to her granddaughter open, open the door, you know, and I asked, you know, is, is she here? Wow. And she told me that she had passed away that week. Um, and that quote, just because you can't reach her, doesn't mean you can't reach somebody oh, else. Yeah. It's just and something that I've just, thought about. Yes. One of those things, things I'm sure just
1: that just reoccurringly touches you. And that, that's really one of those things that um, you can look back on and know that she I guess helped you inadvertently. I would say, you probably, she probably helped you more than helped her. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's very. Powerful. Yes. Yes. It's,
0: it's it's empowering and powerful. To think about, I might have. I might very well have been the last person she spoke to. You know. And that's that's the thing that I think about sometimes is I I could have been the very last person that this woman had ever right. gotten of the, having the, human
1: interaction with you know, pleasure
0: of talking to. Yeah, and then to to find out that she had passed away just very shortly after that really a di- really shines a different light. Yeah. You know, to mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Powerful. Absolutely.
1: Yes, yes. So you not only dinosaurs, an animal, I do like Zootopia and that kind of thing. I'm sorry? And you have beautiful animals? No, I currently no longer have, have any critters animals. at the dwelling of my mother's. And that is unfortunately due to the fact that uh, my grandfather oh, no. he uh, just turned 90 this year, actually. Woo-woo. But um, has, has when he moved out here, we did not know he had allergies. Nice. And when he had his first doctor's visit... Uh, we found on his medical records that he did so they unfortunately had to be rehomed but um from what i understand loki has been rehomed which was very surprising to me through this uh epidemic and uh he really i i haven't seen his new home but i have seen uh, Milos's. and i although we haven't had melos for a while um his new home has been uh Fantastic. He's still. I thought he was spoiled when he lived with us, but good God, he's even more with the the couple that he's with now, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, that's that's good to hear because Milos, he's just the cutest little black, long-haired dog. Just the cutest little guy. Yes. And then Loki. Was yes. your white? Cat? He
1: had a little bit of brown, but right. a lot more black, and a little pattern, more uh, little spots. black accents. Yes, kind of like Tuv. He looked a lot like Tub, um, honestly. Just not. He didn't have the spots in the same spot. As well, yes, yes. My uh, cat, my cat Tub. Yes.
0: <laughs> who is currently sleeping behind me? She's my number. Well, one Well, it's
1: that time of day again. There is another train. I will mute my mic. I'm um, So carry on. No worries.
0: Um, so on the topic of childhood and stuff like that, I remember you were talking about before growing up, I actually had three sisters and a brother. Um, and my, my brother and I, we were like two peas in a pod. He couldn't separate us from one another. And my sisters, I was never very close with, but uh, that was just because of a big age difference. My youngest sister is six years younger than me. Nope. Three years. Good Lord. Three years. Um, my... Oldest sister. She is, I want to say, she is eight, eight years older than I am. And then my second old, she is six years older than I am. And you know, these these are the kind of things that really get in the way of a friendship. Is age or, difference? Or really, between your siblings, is a giant age difference. And I know two for, years, and one for, day for apart. For you and yes. Ryan, you are what two, three years yep. apart.
1: I was born the, 20th, Two years was the 26th. Day, of Actually, I was at my second um, birthday party when my mother went into labor, and it ruined everything. And I hold that against him to this day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as you should. As you should. That's what brothers are for. Um, But for, for me and Grant, Grant and I, we were very close. We did everything together. That was... Up until we moved to... I would say the second time... Nope. When we moved to Hastings, I would say that we kind of grew apart a little bit. Um, He started to get into some pretty questionable uh, things, as you know. Yeah, and that can can really do that to a person, unfortunately. two Two years. Yeah. He spent... Six. Yes. Uh, I, I'm not yes. sure on the exact amount of time. Six to ten months in jail, county jail. Uh, he was away for a long time, and you know, it's it's it pains me to say it, uh, but you know, for a while, I just i I did not want to deal with that sort of pain at all. Um. So I would start to tell people that I only had you know three sisters. I wouldn't say that uh, I had which I feel terribly about grant has fully recovered. He's doing awesome now. He's, uh, him and I are still very close. We were in contact constantly. Um, but it got to the point where I just didn't know who he was and he was a completely different person than who I grew up with. And I, the way I dealt with that was just to ignore the fact that any of it was happening. So I would, I would say, you know, if somebody asked me about my siblings, I would say, yeah, I have three sisters. Um, which I realize is just terrible. It's awful. But I, you know, I felt so betrayed by him. Yeah. Um, Right. And it's, it's just one Mm -hmm. of those things, you know, like I said, we're, we're good now. He's happy now. Everything's good now. Um, right. But it's just one of those things. Family, family always comes first and, um, if there's a message for anybody, uh, for everybody listening right now, it's always, right. uh, that's always exactly what keep tabs on, on your family. Your clan the is your people.
1: most important, you know, part of uh, the community. I would say. I mean, I could give less a shit about my neighbors compared to my family, you know. And for other people, and for even parts of me, I would Absolutely. say, um, blood doesn't dignit or dictate family, I would say, because I am, I mean, you know that I am super close. I would do anything for your folks. I mean, the Todd's are very close to me, very near and dear to my heart. Every single one of you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, yes, actually. When I was living in Grand Island with my mother, we were looking to move back into Hastings because my brother was still finishing high school and my mom just wanted to be close. She didn't really mind commuting. She had before. That's where she works in Grand Island. But, um, you know, I was getting antsy to get out of Grand Island. I didn't really enjoy it. I didn't connect with it as much as I did Hastings. And so uh, I thought it would be awesome if uh, I could, you know live with the Todds just for the few weeks that we were waiting to move out to uh um hastings and they were very kind enough and very courteous enough to allow me to do that and i had a great time i would say
0: i, yeah, I, I would love you guys with you, there, you man. know i had a just a swell old time yeah uh, you know you're just my you're just like my my second brother you know grant was in jail Uh you were living in the house yeah and it was it didn't feel like anything was different
1: yes and i've i've always i've always and i feel the same way very much i mean yes you're you're very much a brother figure to me i know that can be very hard you know your situation with grant and that can be very taxing and i know that now that you've Both had growing to do that, you can probably look back and see that, and that has really probably brought you even closer. Yeah, you know, I I definitely,
0: definitely closer as people now than we really ever have been. It just
1: speaks loads about your character, honestly, because there's so many people that I see. You know, there's so many schmoes you walk past on the day to day that just don't get it. You know, they just don't see that. And I feel like until we can really look at our neighbors yeah. and each other with that same kind of respect and validation as we do each other, then how can we really grow? You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Very good point. Yes. Um, of all the jobs that you've had, I, I know that this is kind of <laughs> off topic here. Uh, it ties into it later. I promise. Um,
1: which which jobs? Yes, I've done a a few different things. I know that you've 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 never have. I haven't had many jobs that actually I got paid and had to uh, do taxes and everything like that. File out my W twos. I've worked at Walmart and now I work at the the Plainsman, and those are the only two actual jobs that I've had to, you know, clock in and put my time in for the government as well. The rest have been, you know, thankfully uh, I've worked with cool enough people to just you know you deal it with uh, honest work and a handshake and that's that's what it is but i would say the most influential to me uh maybe so far and as silly as it may sound but it has definitely been angus mcgee's prairie sandwiches oh my goodness yeah,
0: I have loved oh, working with yeah. Mike. I okay. think that's,
1: I hear that name Those kinds of atmospheres I just oh, I just fucking love 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 love.
0: So for everyone that doesn't know, Angus McGee's is a food truck uh that <laughs> uh a man named Mike, we'll call him Mike cuz awesome. that's his name. <laughs> He's a uh, very good guy he's a very good man uh him and my dad started to work together at this food truck and garrett then came on after that and um
1: yes oh I, yes i would say really yes even more so and it's been dad, yeah i love working with before. your dad that's probably why it has been so influential to me because not only am i working with yeah. mike yeah. you know in such close proximity but you know i have such you know people that i idolize like your dad and, you know, I get to work with like Steph and like I said, it's just I get to meet all different kinds of people, people from not only around the Midwest and our state, a lovely state of Nebraska, but people from all over. I mean, people from Europe will come to our stand and be like, we want to try the poopin fartin'" And we hook them up with good old American food and they think it's gross and we send them on their way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we send them on. That's right. So okay, uh, back to back to the food then, Garrett. I, and I already know the answer, but no, but nobody else does.
1: What do you, definitely you like to get from Angus the chicken? Himself? All that barbecue sauce is worth its weight in any currency. you gold, yeah. fucking the Hope diamond. You <laughs> put anything up on that counter <laughs> for some for some of that barbecue, and we got some some fair legal tender, I would say.
0: Mike's equivalent to the Kreme Patty Sea formula is that creamy, delicious barbecue sauce.
1: That is the champagne barbecue sauce. I I got to say, yes, sir, all the time (laughs) because we on anything, yes,
0: sir. I I can put that barbecue sauce on anything. Mm, Oh my gosh, yes. It's sweet. It's creamy. It's delicious.
1: Not whatsoever, but I I Angus will tell McGee's you right now: if you ever find yourself out here in Nebraska, you have to try yeah. a staple Angus McGee's sandwich. Yes.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Find find your way down <laughs> to wherever it might be parked that day, and uh, if
1: you are at a flea up, market it is or good food, banjo good convention, food. what have you, and you happen to stumble across this holy fucking shrine of glory please please step in line we will tr- we will take care of you and mike will hook you up if it tastes terrible i made it if it tastes great you know he did it mike.
0: <laughs> it was mike right absolutely <laughs> i'm gonna take this moment right here to actually have a word from myself me the person that sp- uh, the, recorded this next advertisement Uh, and here he... Hey guys, it's me, Burke. I wanted to take a brief minute to tell you what Anchor is all about. Anchor has made podcasting incredibly easy for me, and I'll tell you why. It's completely free, which I had no idea about until I finally registered. Um, Absolutely no money goes into it at all on your end. Uh, It also provides the creation tools necessary to allow you to record and edit your own podcast from your personal smartphone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. Uh, Also, I was shocked to learn that you can make money from each episode with no minimum listenership, and it's literally everything you need to make a podcast of your very own, all in one place. So what are you doing still listening to me? Go download Anchor for free, or go to anchor.fm to get started right away. That's anchor.fm to get started right away. All right, back to the podcast. I'm doing great, pal. How about you? That's good to hear. Uh, Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, Listen, is there any sort of wisdom that you might want to um, place onto any of the listeners
1: of this podcast today? The man who goes to sleep... With an itchy butt crack Wakes up with stinky fingers
0: Oh And yep. is that, what is that? Some sort of metaphor?
1: <laughs> um, yes, I believe that is an old Chinese proverb mm. Probably Confucius or something like that
0: Yeah, well you know Confucius said throw clock out window Watch time fly I think that's what he said
1: That's Probably something more along the lines of that Yes, that sounds more historically yeah. accurate It does sound like him, doesn't it? Yes That does sound like Confucius.
0: (laughs) Oh my goodness! All right, Uh, we're we're having a. What do you think so far, man?
1: I'm having a great time.
0: Yeah, I'm having a good time as well. I think that um, definitely I'll have to have you on again.
1: I would be honored.
0: I would as well. Say, what kind of um? I know you're into video games. What kind of video games you playing nowadays, bud?
1: Nowadays? Well, Ryan and I, like I said, have been getting a lot closer, I would say, thanks to this ugly old virus. But uh, we've been playing a lot of uh, that Modern Warfare Warzone. I don't own oh, nice. Call of Duty, but the Warzone is free on the yeah, marketplace. So I downloaded it, the 100 gigs worth or whatever it was. Goodness. Yeah, to no That That's battle wrong. royale. And you know me, I don't really like Battle Royales, but I will say that that game has some really cool mechanics, and I do enjoy playing it with Ryan.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just recently, not recently, I've I've been playing Modern Warfare for a while. I like the game, it's one of the, I feel like it's one of the better constructed.
1: um, (laughs) It actually dropped on my birthday. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, last year, I almost thought about getting it because of that reason, but now I didn't end up pre-ordering it.
0: Well, I, I actually ended up really liking it. Um, yeah.
1: Yes. I think it's pretty good. Pretty
0: good. So, Garrett, as a man of, uh, of, of drinking age, what, uh, what do you like to uh, indulge in?
1: Well, you know that I really do find a lot of pleasure in just about any kind of rum that there is, spiced or otherwise. Mm-hmm. However... I am not opposed to trying anything at least once. Okay. There I is... am Oh yes. Oh yes, you know I'm all about that black tar heroin, you Only know, the time. Colombian bam Only... bam. Only once, one time.
0: Only one time. Yep. That's all it takes is the once.
1: Uh, yep. And then uh it's all uh uphill and downhill and uphill and downhill from there.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Actually, uh, I just had a, a fire over, I just bought a fire pit at Dunham's, and I brought it over to Carlos's so we could have a little schwing ding, as a great man once said, um, and I threw together, had him pick me up some Malibu, which, you know, is a very sweet rum, very nice coconut rum. If you are not predisposed sure. to coconut, I would tell you to buy it anyway, because it's very sweet, it's a very light drink. Um, It mixes well with just about anything. Um, I'm not a huge fan of soda. I think it's bad for you. So I like to mix my alcohol with juice because it's much more healthy. That's
0: the worst
1: (laughs) thing I've
0: ever heard. Uh, But to each his own. That's your prerogative.
1: Yep. You know, it's just science. So what do you like
0: about juice in your alcohol than soda?
1: I have to say it's really the... The sugar, I feel like, and the probably in combination with the carbonation that makes it, like, feel heavier in my su- stomach. So, generally, uh, when I mix a soda with an alcohol, it's more than likely a darker one, like a whiskey or something along those lines. And um, it can kind of really just give me gut rot and, and all-around just not fun time, you know? Um So when I, I found that when I use juice, um, I've really never had to worry about something like that. You know, I can drink to my heart's content and not have to, uh, I guess, um, be concerned about how my stomach's going to feel after I get done. If that makes sense.
0: Sure. No, that uh, makes sense to me. Yeah. Uh, what kind of, what kind of juice do you like to use then?
1: So, um, the other day I used a combination of pineapple, I picked up some actual pineapple juice, and then I picked up, uh, some, what's the name of the cranberry folks? Yeah, I know there's that cranberry field that you guys have that not far from, ocean spray, yes, there's an ocean spray combination of cran and pineapple again. And I found that juice. I went out on a whim because I'd never tried it before, but uh, I figured I would because you know I enjoy fruit. And yes, I was very correct. That was a very—I found that tastier than the pineapple juice itself. So you really liked the cranberry pineapple juice. The cran pineapple, yes, yes, it was very tasty. Okay.
0: I remember there were a couple of nights where we would play Dungeons and Dragons. Just yes. You know, Dungeons and Dragons was a really big part of our friendship.
1: Uh, I would say, yeah. Yes, absolutely.
0: And if if there was a little bit of alcohol involved, then.
1: Perhaps. uh Maybe a schmuckschen in. um, Yeah, uh oh. Uh (laughs) Uh oh's right.
0: (laughs) But we would play Dungeons and Dragons for, you know, eight hours. Hours on
1: end, you know? It was just crazy to eat up, you know?
0: It's one of those games, though, that as long as you don't stop having a, an imagination, then the game won't stop, you know?
1: Exactly, and that's what it really comes down to. So, I, you know, if you've got a DM like yourself, or like Carlos, or someone that you feel is very creative set, then yeah. I mean, it plays better than just about any board game in my opinion.
0: The best DM that I have ever had is right here with me in this podcast. He is Garrett Osman. He has... This times. insanely vivid imagination. Uh, and As soon as you think that things can't get any more um, strange, they absolutely can. You just look who you... <laughs> if you're playing with Garrett, you're not going to ever see the end of a campaign prematurely. I can tell you...
1: Mm. I I have been trying to uh, change my ways up. Uh, Carlos, as you know, we have our his Hunter x Hunter homebrew. Um, for, yes. for those of you listening, uh, we don't necessarily play by the core rulebook of Dungeons & Dragons. We're really good about you know developing our own homebrews and our own twists on the universe that we all love. So, for instance, I've, I've done a Star Trek and a Star Wars one in my own time. And um, Carlos, like I said, is working on this Hunter x Hunter one, and I've been trying. I have a character developed in it, and it's probably the most advanced one he has in the game so far. And so I'm hopefully I'm going to create a couple new characters here. I already have some ideas, so it's going to be a blast. But um, not to mention, I'm hopefully... it
0: is really fun.
1: Yes, oh yes, it's a very fun game, and I'm not necessarily like I haven't even watched the whole anime yet. I'm still I'm. I've been through most of it, I should say, of what they do have out, but, you know, I still have a good, you know, bit to go, and I still, I love the game. I I feel like I fit right in, and you don't have to have a whole concept of the universe you're playing in to be able to be a part of it, and I think that's what's so amazing about the game.
0: Yeah, it's one of those games that, um, you know, as long as you have an imagination, you are already, you know, playing the game. Yeah, and yeah,
1: yeah, that's just what carries. Plays like a movie or a video game, a great book. A great book
0: yeah absolutely and uh, not to put you on blast here myself even you and i our own game
1: yeah i was really hoping you would uh, bring this up
0: what started as a very small idea turned itself into a really big ambitious project uh called prometheum
1: yes and as as small as it may have started i felt like you were very ambitious and yes i feel like yeah the way you had it set i already knew as soon as you you told me just the base idea of it i knew at face value that it had potential to be uh, a huge a vast game that like like you put it i mean it's just infinitely possible
0: yeah yeah
1: we still have a lot um, of work to do on it but i would say it's we definitely do. It's really, it's come a long way and I feel like it's, it's really going to be fun once it's, uh, in its final stages.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, to anybody curious, it's, it's about humans. Humans have just had this war called the final war and they break off into three colonies or four colonies. And the year is like, what did I say? 4,080, 2,000 years from now. Yeah and all humans have just freshly been integrated into the space system only to find that everything they thought they knew about space was completely wrong
1: very untrue, yes, yes.
0: The, the whole uh, game is them you know, dealing with how to survive in space how to become a space ranger how to, you know, get the best
1: experience out of it make without necessarily life.
0: getting into too much trouble yeah. Yes,
1: that's a good way to put it as well. Yes, because there's quite a bit of adversity out there in our universe.
0: Yeah. Yes, and it's really it's just it's you, you know. Yeah,
1: and that's what's so you awesome is are the person. Hopefully, the with the way we see it is that when yeah you play it, that's that's it's a reflection of yeah what you you want to do. You're going to be the one in charge. You have the autonomy to make the game what you want it to be, and so hopefully, yeah. in theory, yes. that's what will make it so fun.
0: To anyone listening that has not yet had the chance to play any sort of Dungeons & Dragons installed or tabletop game, I would game. highly, or tabletop game, I would highly, highly recommend getting into it. Um, it truly yeah. shaped who I believe I, I am to to be, you know, this, to this day. Um, one of those really great experiences where you can get a group of ten people together and just
1: play all all day, all night long yes the the first time and i I think there's a weird stigma behind dungeons and dragons you know it's for geeks it's for nerds you know it's it's not actually fun it's a fucking whatever i mean there's there's those stereotypes out there for it and i actually learned how to play when i was a sophomore in high school i of course had grown up hearing about it and knowing what it was just never having the the luck or uh pleasure of playing it with anyone but i had uh one of my greater influences in my life one of my uh, physical science teachers that i had in my freshman and sophomore year of high school uh he got me to uh play with a couple of my other classmates uh after school one day and it has been history from there it's been uh a great learning experience for me not only for like what i thought board games could be, but just what I thought um, imagination and creativity could, you know, possibly lend to to us as people. Absolutely.
0: I am in love with the game and I know you totally love the game. Yeah, I eat it up. And again I would just highly recommend trying some form of it before you die. Yeah. Um... Oh
1: yeah. Yes.
0: It is pretty incredible.
1: You hear uh, uh
0: alright well we down to the last couple of minutes here garrett yep yeah Uh, is there somebody or is there somebody that you maybe wanted to shout out are there any kind of uh you know embarking words of wisdom you know
1: you know i am really looking forward to hopefully return to the podcast and this being the first one i would just like to say i am very hopeful and i look forward to this journey with you listeners and you burke to uh really uh open up a new avenue here with this podcast for all of us here listening and conversing alike
0: absolutely i really appreciate your words garrett likewise uh, for but... anybody that wants to follow garrett go ahead garrett osmond he's on he's on uh what snapchat you're on facebook yep <laughs> so a- anybody that's uh that's wanting to hear some more of this guy's stories go ahead and give him a follow Let's connect. And uh, again, I really appreciate you being on here, Garrett.
1: Yes, absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Burke.
0: Yeah, you have a good rest of your day. All right, bud?
1: You as well.